right here we have we have Aman with us on the on the Hawk podcast, and Aman is a a producer who doesn't advertise himself as a producer. Um, I've known Aman for how long? How long have I known you for? I can't remember. It's been a long time, bro. So here's here's how I describe you to to people who who don't know you. Mm -hmm. um, I I like to describe you as that that kid that was at uh, my high school. Funny yeah. enough, that was in the corner making music, making beats, and you were doing that since since high school. So how long how long was that ago? If you don't mind telling. So I mean, I, I've actually been producing since I was like ten. Um, I used to. Uh, I had to demo at Bethel Studio, and to me, it was just like a video game, you know. So yeah. Um, I really didn't think of what I was doing at the time. I was just having fun. And later on, like, as time went past, like, I realized what I was doing. I was making beats. I was being a music producer. So that lent, uh, led to me learning music theory and getting into, like, actual production, you know? Okay. So okay. I've been doing production for more than 12 years now. Jesus you, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fuck, bro. Okay. Um, and you've been doing it for a very long time. Funny enough, when I got into music, uh, those who know me and know of, I've gotten a little bit into music. I've dabbled around with it as well. You have been one of my producers actually for one song, which yeah. I, I, I do have. Oh, no um, way. I swear to God, I still have it. I have it on my notes. I, I haven't obviously posted anywhere because I don't, I don't do music no more. But send it to me after. I, hear it. Yeah, I actually want to hear it. <laughs> All right, we, we can we can do that for sure. But you've you've been dabbling with this for such a long time, mm -hmm. and you've been you've been very exposed to the music industry. But you've you've figured out some very very creative ways on how to kind of capitalize on your on your music industry. So what do you? What do you say? So, essentially, like, the past few years, I realized, well, first, I wanted to make money off music because I enjoyed doing it. I was like, why, why not have fun while making money at the same time? So, I'm, I'm not a businessman at heart. I'm a musician. <clears throat> I like making music for fun. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing I realized was um, the easiest way that I can start to make money off music is audio engineering and basically, like, recording people, making them sound professional, and through that, because I realized, yeah, I can produce beats, but I can only produce so many beats. Most of the time, people just record on, um, they just record on YouTube beats. Mm -hmm. So what if they can just come to me and I can record them and I can make their sound song pro uh, professional and ready to be put on Spotify and stuff? So I got into that. Um, I think I really just started my recording studio right after COVID. Okay. Because everything just was on lockdown, there wasn't really much to do. So I just locked myself in a room, I taught myself everything about uh, professional audio engineering. Um, it's a little bit different than production because you have to do more like um, math, I guess. Okay, uh, okay. Learning about the frequencies and learning about how to properly set compressors and stuff like that. Oh. And essentially like, I, I learned it and I figured okay. it out. And I, I started getting really good at it. and. I, it was funny. I would just start off by recording friends in my in my small room, and right. basically from there I built out to record in my friend's even bigger room. <laughs> okay, okay. Which is where I currently have my studio now. And then from there, like this past year, I I was blessed with the opportunity to go to a bunch of different award-winning um, studios, like record label studios, basically, and work out of there. And essentially, like what I learned um, is. As an audio engineer, I have the flexibility to be able to work wherever I want. I could work however I want. No Whenever one is you like, want. Exactly, exactly. exactly. No one's there to tell me what to do. So I was my own boss at that point. Okay. And um, it gave me the flexibility and freedom to basically 
do whatever I want in the music industry. Because now, as an audio engineer, I learned like one of the hardest things in music, which is sounding professional. Now, I can get back into music production and make my beats sound even better. Yeah. And now it's 2023. Okay, okay. It just started. So this year, I want to focus on myself being an artist and songwriter. Okay. Because um, just being around, I, I learned so much from artists. I absorb stuff. Okay. And being in a studio environment, I've worked with so many artists, pop artists, rap artists, okay. rock artists. L let's talk about that for a second. You because, because you went from the kid that was in high school to the kid that was hanging out with, with high-end artists. Okay, yeah. Not only were you producing for some of them, you were also just literally chilling with them. And people yeah. were like, what the fuck is Amon doing? So in regards to that, you had a very interesting story. I've heard just a little bit about it, um, about how you were kind of able to get in contact with all these people and, and produce for them. Um, how did you do it? How did you do it? Because I'm very curious myself, honestly. I was just consistent on posting on social media. I wasn't too keen on marketing. I, I, I didn't really care too much about uh, how many people are watching me. I cared about who's watching me. Okay. Does that make sense? Of so, course. Um, at least for me, like my goal wasn't to attract a lot of people. It was to attract the right people, uh, which are musicians, right? Okay. So I would cater my content towards musicians. So I would start posting like a lot of content on my Instagram uh, regarding music. Uh, if I get a new plugin or if I learn something cool about on, on audio TikTok engineering I've production. Seen you, I've seen you post it on TikTok yeah. as well. It was actually, so, a lot of the content that I saw from you was on TikTok, honestly. And you would have, uh, for example, countdowns or lists. Is that, is that correct? Uh, not exactly. I just give advice to be honest, but okay. yeah. So the, I guess, yeah, I would have like lists of just sound advice. How can you sound better? How can you make better music and how can you just uh, get to the next level in, uh, in music, you know? And I would just always post and post. And a bunch of local musicians would reach out to me. And on, honestly, the reason I did that was to attract more musicians to my audio engineering business. Mm -hmm. So I could record more artists in the, in the studio. Okay, okay. So, so here, yeah. here's what I have to add to that as well. Mm -hmm. in, in regards to providing value without asking for money. So the, the whole entire idea, especially when yeah. in regards to marketing, it's give, 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 yeah. ask, right? So to be able to have a second platform that, that you can, you're able to grow and you're able to, to, to kind of get that, get the numbers and get the audience on that and get the attention on that. Yeah. At that point, when you grow that number, then you're able to transition that same exact attention to your other business, to, to, the, to something that would actually make you money. We have a lot of examples of professionals, of, of people who've already made money, who are using their, the, the ability that, that everybody knows them. They're using that to teach classes. They're using that to, to, for their own benefit. Right. right. So that's the power of, of social media. That is the power of social media. Exactly. So essentially, like, as I kept on doing that, kept on doing that, a lot of people would reach out to me. And I became familiar with a lot of the musicians in the area. And, and I just started working with a lot of people. And eventually, through mutuals, I started meeting more and more people. I started uh, getting in contact with videographers, other creatives that just live in the music room. Okay. And through collaboration with them and through just, just being around them, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I was just around, like people just thought I was cool. I guess they okay. liked me being around. So I okay. just kept on being around, you know? So I started off being around like DC artists and then working with a couple of DC artists. Like I met, uh, I ran into ASAP Ant on a video shoot. Okay, okay. Which is really cool. Like, uh, he was a really nice dude, you know? Uh -huh. And then at that point, I realized 
honestly, like meeting these super successful artists is not that hard. You just have to be around the right people and get in the right rooms. So what I picked up is I was like, okay, so if I was a musician and an artist, what do I always need? Um, just in general. Nowadays, everyone needs content, right? Right, right. So what I would do is uh, I, got a, I got a Sony camera and I would walk around with the camera around my neck. Okay. And whenever I'd go into these rooms, everyone would be like, hey, get a couple photos of me. I just start taking photos and I just, that's the easiest way to get cool people. And everyone would be like, oh, what's your Instagram? Uh, I want you to send me these. So I would DM them on Instagram. And essentially what happened was once they follow me, they see that I'm a musician. Okay. Uh, and then they would ask questions like, oh, you make beats? Oh, you produce and all of that? And I just build an even stronger connection, you know? So, so you would walk in without even advertising that you are a producer because the second that they would tell you, you would tell them, hey, by the way, I'm a producer. This and this is my name. They're automatically uninterested because the amount of people that approach them, <laughs> telling them that, that they're fucking producers is insane. So you being different, you being just, just relaxing, not giving a fuck, honestly. <clears throat> and this is part of sales, funny enough. Whenever I'm selling something, yeah. I don't sell something. It's the, it's, it's the easiest way to say it. When I sell something, I'm selling nothing. I'm selling myself. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? How is life? I talk about, to clients, for example, I talk about my fucking life and their, their, their personal life, and I get to know them way before. And they come to me. They're like, hey, I mean, I see what you're doing. I like the service that you're giving. Why don't you work with us? And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. But I realized, like, I, I'm a musician. I don't have to go out and keep on telling people I'm a musician. I make beats. I do, because I do too many things. Like, there's not, like, like a label for me, you know? So I don't like okay. telling people I do X, Y, and Z. I just do everything, you know? Yeah, so yeah. So essentially, like, that's and, and funny enough, <laughs> if, if, if you're watching this shit right now, Amon set up the whole entire fucking... This is the best this room has ever looked. And, and ever since this room has existed, okay? This is the best this room has fucking looked. So again, back, back to the topic. So would you like to disclose the, the, the people that you were able to, to get in contact with and, and kind of how that happened? We, we love stories here. Okay, so, I mean, I'll just be straightforward. So basically what happened uh, beginning of 2022 is through um, me just being me, posting social content on social like media. Um, uh, a producer that I always knew, I didn't realize he was signed to a major label called Taylor Gang. Right? Okay, okay. So um, essentially, like, I didn't really find out until, like, way later, until, like, months after. Uh, but essentially, was like, he was like, hey, I'm th thinking about opening up a studio uh, in the area called Wolfpack Studios. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. I'd love to be a part of that because at the time, I... I only had a um, a small a small home studio, basically. I didn't really yeah, have a real yeah. studio, and this is my first step into like an actual real studio space. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I got offered to be like the head engineer. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that whole that all started in like January of uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. We started working for a couple months, and I I didn't know he he knew all of these people until um, I spent more and more time with him. He's basically like a up and coming label producer. He has songs with really, really big people that okay. hopefully they're gonna come out this year. <clears throat> but he gave me a lot of advice. He was basically like my mentor in a way. You okay, know? okay. And he was one of the the main people that brought me around uh, a lot of the the big people I, I have met. You know. Okay. So, so what do you think about about mentors or mentorship programs? What do you think about people coming to you and being like, hey? pay me this much. And I know I'm not, I'm not saying he paid you. I don't think yeah, he paid you to begin with, yeah. but I'm saying when, when people create these programs and they're like, okay, Hey, pay me this much. I'll teach you everything I know. What, what do you think about that? Would you, would you personally take, take, take an offer like that? If you didn't already know your, your, your buddy. 
I mean, another way to look at it is that's like a personal trainer. You pay personal trainers, right? You pay personal trainers. So it's the same at, idea. At the same time, personal trainers, if they're not getting you results, then they're not getting you results. Then you, that's it. You don't, you don't, you don't work with them. I and mean, then, and but then, think about it like this. The, the person you hire, for example, like a personal trainer, you don't, respectfully, you don't hire a fat personal trainer. You don't. You hire someone that's really fit, or he, someone that's where you're at or where you want to be at, basically, sure. right? So if you want to be shredded and have a six-pack, you're going to hire someone that's shredded and has a six-pack now because if they could do it, then you can do it, you know? And then comes the dilemma is if, if you are different from them and they show you that they, the exact path that you took to get to where they're at and it's not working for you because you're a different person. Not what's going to work for you is not going to work for somebody else. Yeah. And then they're going to come back to you and they're going to blame you for not working hard enough. They're going to put that shit on you. And and so, yeah, that's something is, I'm seeing now nowadays, yeah. dude. Everyone is doing that. There there's courses, there's fucking programs, there's this, there's that. And if you're not doing well, if you're not part of the fucking 2% that's doing amazing, somehow it's your fault. When 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 you're you're in a corrupt kind of I wouldn't call it environment, but you're in a corrupt course. All, all courses nowadays fucking do that almost. Well, you know, I, I see what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, with me, I, I didn't really exactly, like, pay money. But instead, I, like, um, I gave my time. and like, It's other time or money. It's yes. literally other time or so money. So I, I just gave my time and, like, my, my resources because I have a bunch of skills like content creation. Uh, I'm very outgoing. Um, I'm good at talking to people. So every day I'll just work and try to get more and more people to come to the studio, you know, and <clears throat> through that, through that, and Wally basically would teach me new and new things like industry top secret stuff, like no one knows, you know, and right. I learned that through uh, audio engineering, uh, music production, and then, um, yeah, literally like small, small things, like he would teach me every day and it just added up. Now I'm, I feel really confident where I am now, you know? Yeah, okay. So I really okay. like appreciate like the time I was there, you know. So what's what's next for for Amon? So, without saying too much, obviously, what's next for Amon? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, like you're right. I mean, I don't want to say too much, but uh, essentially, like my time working for Wolfpack, um, I basically spent almost like I say like nine months with Wolfpack, and it was a dream. Literally, everything I wanted as a kid, like, I would dream of working with, like, record labels like Sony Music, Warner Music, and being in these big studios around these really famous people. Mm. And I had it this year. I did everything I wanted, like, when, yeah. it, when it comes to my dream. And then I got to a point in realization, like, okay, like, now what? Like, <laughs> I did everything I wanted. Um, and it made me realize that working with these... Six super successful people working with these major labels is not what I want. I mean, it was a blessing and I learned a lot from them. Okay. I really appreciate the wisdom like all these people like gave me. Mm -hmm. However, um, everything they're doing, I can do myself, you know? The the people that, that are successful, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, so everything like, of course. like, for example, like let's say Drake, for example, right? Let's say um, I meet Drake and I talk to Drake and I, I get into rooms with him. Obviously, Drake is already super successful. He doesn't really need me, you know? Of course. Um, and for me, he's more of a mentor in that situation where being around him, I get to see how he moves. I get to see how he talks and interacts with people, how he carries himself. There's a lot for me to learn, but I've gotten to a point where I've seen so many people who 
who are successful that they I realize they all move and basically they move the same way, you know? Exactly. All successful exactly. people move in the same way. They take care of their mental health. They uh, put their physical health to a high regard, you know? And in terms of music, a lot of these musicians that are super successful now, music wasn't their, like, first... Niche. Fine. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. their niece. They, they had money before that. Okay. So, for example, Drake, he was an actor. I don't know too much about his life, but he was an, an actor, actor, right? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so he was in Degrassi, uh, if you know what Degrassi is. Uh, probably heard about it. I, I can't. I anyway, can't so Drake was, a, he was like a teenage actor. Okay. okay. So he had money to spend to get studio time and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know how well off his family was, but yeah. And then a lot of other rappers, they rap about selling drugs and stuff like that. I'm not going to name names, but... For the most part, they rap about that because they did it in the past, you know? Okay. So a lot of rappers, they uh, they did a lot of, like, I guess, illegal stuff to make their money. Or they had some type of, basically, they had some type income. of financial income, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, before they started the music, once they built their brand as artists, they took that to basically build no, more no and more hearts, avenues no of income. So, you see what I'm saying? Of course, of course. So we're talking about brands here. Yeah. Um, when somebody thinks of Amon, what do they think of? What What is your brand? What What kind of differentiates your your production? What kind of differentiates? I mean, I, I can answer that, that that answer for you right now, right here. <laughs> but I I kind of want to hear your side of it as well. Like, what kind of differentiates you? What, what makes you different from all the other um, uh, producers, content creators, slash even musicians? What I would say, what differentiates me is, um, well, first, I'm still a work in progress. My brand is not where I want it to be, 100. percent Basically, what differentiates me be between um one uh, person to another is a lot of people they're in it for the wrong reasons right okay so they see the amount of money they can make or the amount of fame they can get or they see point a to point b they don't see anything in between okay makes sense so for them it's more about okay if i do this now i can get this or if i put this much money into this i can make more money or if i meet x y and z people then i can uh have clout you know capitalize so, on that of course so for <clears throat> people always have ulterior motives from what i've learned right and for me like at the end of the day like i don't really want too much as long as i'm having fun uh i can take care of my family and like this work on myself um, and become a better person that's all i care about so for me uh personally i like to add like my own personal touch to things i actually i actually want people to like grow and learn from me and uh build with me you know i don't want to just like have uh transactional relationships where yep. i do something for you you do something for me that's it you know right i actually want to spend time and cultivate relationships because you never know when they're going to need those people whoever they are they could be the next bill gates they could be the next person you need they could be your next car mechanic like you never know when you're going to need these people, you know, and being on good terms with people and building like really strong relationships is honestly what makes me different from like every other producer. Cause every other producer, all they care about is money. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. they think, Oh, if I have, if I meet you, then I can get X, Y, Z, uh, bigger producers email from you. Mm -hmm. And then from there I can send them my beats and then get a placement. And now I'm working with all these people. Now I'm making all this money. Or if I become friends with you and that I could take advantage of you and get into rooms with all these bigger people. So people always have ulterior motives. Yep, they they yep, want yep. 
to be they your friend. People, for, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I learned. Um, and at the end of the day, like, there's almost there's only so much you can get from that. You know. Agreed. Agreed. You have to have like a genuine desire doing what you're doing, regardless of whatever it is, whether it's business, whether it's fitness, whether it's music. Mm-hmm. You actually have. You need to have the desire inside to actually like do it. You know. Or else, eventually you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna have everything, but you won't feel fulfilled. That that's what I'm saying. If if anything in life was easy, it was never worth it. Exactly. At all. If I mean I can put even fucking woman as an example, bro. If if a woman comes easy, you will no longer be attracted to this woman. Same right. exact thing applies to every single thing in fucking life. If if for example a, a, a business comes easy, if anything comes easy, it's not gonna be worth it. If if your only goal is to make money, you can yeah. make money. Yeah, Absolutely, sure. you can make money. But then what happens after is is much more important mm-hmm. than 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 what's going on during the time that you are making money. Because uh, I, I always say this, right? To a certain extent, when you do have a, a, a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. money just becomes a fucking number. Honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't become. Right. A, there's no value to money. It's either a number in your bank account or a piece of paper. Right. That's why you have the the most educated investors, the most, the most, uh, the people who are into real estate that say never put your money in a bank account. It is absolutely useless. There. Yeah. So our money today costs more than money tomorrow oh, because yeah. inflation and shit. But that's 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 kind of the the whole entire gist of it. And and being able to figure out how, how to make money, uh, there's a lot of ways to do it, bro. Yeah. There's so many fucking ways. It amazes, it, it absolutely amazes me how there's there's people that that don't pick a craft or don't pick something or don't want to do anything outside of their nine to five job. I would rather just sit on the fucking couch and do absolutely nothing with their lives. I don't understand that. I, I I generally do not get that. You know, you're you're one person who who I view as somebody who's kind of doing that has their shit together, who's doing everything that that they desire to do. Mm-hmm. And you have something way more powerful than money. You have something way more powerful than time, and that's connections. You have you have shit going on in the back end that nobody knows about. Not even me. I mean, I'm talking. To you. I've known you for <laughs> such a fucking long time. I don't know a lot of the shit that you do. For me, what I this is a really big thing I learned. Like just growing up, I don't really like to make things public unless it's like for sure, certain, hundred percent. You know. So until it's 100% locked in and it's already done, I don't like speaking about it. Fuck, you know? I agree with that so, so much. It's not <laughs> even funny how much I agree with that. So when it comes to, you know, you've been doing this for you said, 12 years almost. Yeah. Um, what, what advice do you give to, to uh, aspiring producers or to people who kind of want to uh, have these experiences that you've had and, and, and be able to kind of capitalize on that and, and do more with, with their production than what they're already doing right now? So my advice for like musicians to um, just be better and like grow is first, it's hard. Like it's so hard. Like I wish like there was more like education and more like resources for creatives to to have to learn, you know, because for me, like the way I learned is I read the manual of FL Studio, like from top to bottom. There's like a PDF file online. It's when I was like a kid, you know, Okay. and if I could do it like as a kid, then anyone could do it, you know. But a lot of people, they don't learn like that. Um, so personally, the way I learned is I I wasn't trying to learn, you know. I was just having fun. Like, I was just experimenting. I tried new things every day. I touched new buttons. I turned new knobs. And eventually, it just started making sense. Oh, this does this. Oh, this does this. And eventually, like, um, it started, like, I started putting words to what I was doing. And 
it started making sense to me. So my advice, like specifically is obviously everyone says this, don't give up, but don't give up. Essentially it's hard. It's so hard to get into music because there's not enough teaching and there's not enough uh, resources, you know, I love a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition too. Jesus. Like for example, I don't know piano, you know, I only know theory, so I can, I can draw in notes, but I can't play uh, music like actual pianists, you know, or guitarists. I don't know how to do that. So I have a lot of, I have even more competition, but most producers are like me. They're samplers. They take, uh, music that's already made and, they make it into a completely different sound using effects and whatnot, you know? That's all you need, though. Do you really need to, to sit there and, and fucking and then actually make the beat? I, I know a guy who I used to work with as yeah. well. Um, he was within the area, and he all he would use is just mm-hmm. the piano, and he would just put different sounds on the different keys, and he would just know each and every single one. And I would yeah, just see, sit I there can't and, do that. And watch him. Yeah. <laughs> but Good to know, but... <laughs> but, okay, so Charlie this... Charlie Puth does that, bro. Yeah, Charlie Puth oh is different. Okay, God. he's like a different breed. Like, he has perfect pitch. So basically, like... Okay. The voice, the note I'm speaking right now, he'll tell you. So if I'm speaking at G, he'll tell me, hey, you're speaking G. I'm like, how? It's just some people, are, they're naturally born with this skill, right? Okay. They, they can just like deduce, oh, this is A, this is C, this sound. They okay. can make sound into music. So it's really cool. But forget Charlie Poof. He's like, he's, another he's, he's level. Another okay. level. Yeah, he's yeah. a prodigy. But anyways, like, um, obviously I'm not Charlie Poof, but um, this is actually good advice. So everyone has their strength. And you won't realize it until you do it. So try everything. So um, some people actually have skills like Charlie Proof. They just don't know, you know. So unless you try, you won't realize. You won't it. realize it. So try course. playing piano. Try playing guitar. Try playing the drum pad. And maybe like out of all of these, something will resonate with you. Or even if you're like me, where you just make your music on your computer and you're just clicking things in, maybe that res- resonates with you. And there's so many specific things you can just focus on. Like I know people that just make melodies in music. Or they just make drums or they just compose things like they just take oh okay so this is a really nice intro this would be a really good selection for the verse this is the hook you know and you can just orate everything yeah and kind of like a and r a record kind of that's kind of like what dj college does kind of puts the right people together with the right beats with the right songwriting you know okay okay so there's a lot of different spaces you can be in music so don't limit yourself to one don't just put your put a title on, title on yourself saying that oh i'm a music producer so i only make beats try songwriting try being an a and r try getting different musicians uh in the room get a guitarist tell them what to do okay you okay. know and just try to just try different things try new things you know uh there was a quote that i heard funny enough working on a nine to five job this was I don't know, almost a year ago, mm-hmm. I heard this quote. And there's this one old, I wouldn't call him wise, but there's this one old man that, that was speaking to me. And he was like, everything is hard. And that this is this stuck with me till this day, which yeah. is fucking insane. He was like, everything is hard until you first do it. Yeah. Everything is hard until you actually go through with it and do right. it. Right. And that, that goes into to Sorani, that goes into everything as well. And, and something I've noticed, this, this is very, it's a very interesting topic you're talking about because you have in marketing if we're talking about branding something it's it's best to okay you could be good at every other thing okay yeah. but in order to market yourself you have to be the best or you have to be super different at one particular thing because that's going to be your selling point point. and with music it's not really like that yeah. i don't think it's like that at all because it's like if you wanted if there's so many different people that come in and they want you to be a, a, a jack of all trades they want you to know every single thing about each note and how yeah. to, how to do it and you know so with music, it's not at all like that. 
So it's it's a whole entire different universe. I mean, it's you can call music a business, but it's not a business. It's an art. Yeah. It's literally an art. Yeah. I mean, every single art, every single niche is completely different. And people are so, so focused on creating a business and having uh, some type of monetary value come through their business that they stopped giving a fuck about just having any type of art. So yeah, I mean, that's 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 definitely my take on that. Mm-hmm. So in 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 the future, who who would you want to collaborate with if you want to? Is there is there like a like an artist who you really look up to who you're like fuck man if I work with this guy I would be I would be ten times uh, where I'm at right now or, or anything in regards to that. You know, this is an interesting question, and I, I had a lot of people I wanted to work with in terms of musicians and artists, but right now, honestly, like for like the next six months, I just want to focus on working on myself because I realized like I've been doing music for twelve years, probably more. Like if I if I really go back, but. <clears throat> Honestly, I need to just spend time working more on myself, you know, Okay. because at the point I am now, like, there's a lot of people I can work with. I can work with so many different people, but personally, what I, what has happened with me is I spent so much of my time doing stuff for other people that I never took time for myself to okay. do something for myself. So this year, I'm going to really, like, prioritize myself uh, in music, work on building my own records, writing my own songs, producing my own tracks. You know? Okay. And yeah, so, honestly, right now, I don't really want to work with too many people. So let me just a question. But, but work with too many people, you're, you're talking from a producer point of view. If you were to make a song with somebody, who, who would be kind of your 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 go-to person? Who's like, oh, damn. Even if it's somebody who you know, who's, you know, uh, somebody you've seen, you've met, you haven't met. Who's, who's somebody that you're like, damn, this person would, would fit perfectly within, within my songs? I mean, for me, like, like, music is fun. So I would say, like, my friends. Your friends yeah okay. like no i'm being serious like yeah my friend like after working in the music industry so long a lot of my friends are successful musicians or like they're uh, up-and-coming artists you know okay so i'd love to work with them because i've spent so much time building and growing with them okay. why not why not you know i know them in and out okay, right, you know right. and if anything i'll be able to work with them and like collaborate with them better than anyone else so i'd rather just bet on my friends and the people around and then, and me then super successful artists. Cause I'm like, if I get a feature from a, like low wind, for example, it's not going to change my life. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. Maybe it'll, it'll be a cool song and whatnot, but I, at the stage I am right now, it's not really a good investment for me to try to get a big feature. Right. I need okay. to build my own catalog of music that's released and out, not just the songs I have in my phone, in my folder. Because so releasing songs and having songs are two different things. Let's talk numbers here. How many songs do you have that are completely unreleased? <laughs> a lot, bro. Jeez, this is all with you in it. Each and every single one is you in it. I told you, I've been writing my own music. I know, I've been and, like and, working and, on my own songs. And I, and I get that, but how many, dude? Because I did a lot, bro. Because me personally, I mean, I have a few songs that I haven't released from a while back. But then you, you're a producer. You could, you could, you can fucking say three four lines in a, in a mic and then create that into a whole entire song whenever you want i mean if we're to, uh, well let, let me give you an example of beats so i was going through my old hard drive and i counted that i had ten thousand beats okay i don't know i just had it like it's just <laughs> in my hard drive like since i was okay. 10 i was what i would do when i was 10 was i had an ipad i didn't have like a phone at the time so what i would do is i used to post beat snippets when you could only post 15 seconds of video Okay. And then eventually that's on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So on Instagram, you could only post 15 seconds and eventually that became 30 seconds a couple years after. And this was when I was like 12 or 13, you know, because at first I was shy. Like I I didn't like showing people my stuff. Okay. You know, and I posted some of the worst beats ever. 
you know? Yeah, okay. But somehow that added up to be 10,000. Like all my old. This is the beats that you made. Yeah. You've made 10,000 beats and. I don't know. I probably oh made more. God. This is just all my old, old hard drive. This well, yeah, year you, I you made, made close to like 300, 400 beats. Something like that. This this year? This this year. Like this, okay. uh, 2022. Okay. Uh, my priority wasn't making beats. So it wasn't like. It was more producing. So the beats are just come. Uh, beats are only when, when somebody comes in without a beat already and tells you to make that beat for them. Yeah. For So for what I've learned is like <clears throat> making beats is one thing, but making a song is another thing. So in, like now my focus is more on making finished songs than just making beats. Okay. Okay. Does it make sense? Yeah, and and you master, you go through the whole entire process as well. Of, yeah, of because beats beat. are not. I have all these beats sitting on my computer. They're not doing anything, but songs, songs you can release, you know. Okay. okay. So, even like beats, like for example, like EDM songs or uh, classical music compositions, those are songs. They're not beats because they're they're written in a way that they can be put out, you know. Okay. Okay. And what are the kind of the, some of the techniques that you use to create unique sounds or things that are just specifically for you? To create unique sounds? I mean, yeah. first what I do is, um, I know audio engineering and I know sound design. So I have a familiarity with how synthesizers work and I can basically manipulate sound to however I want. Just cause I, I've learned all this stuff like okay. for vocal production and now doing all of that, I can take it back into the actual music and I can take a piano and make it sound however I want. There's now AI tools where you can literally take your voice and turn it into like a string instrument or yeah, a guitar, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different places you can play around with your sound. Uh, personally, I like more like ambient, uh, ambient. open, spacey sounds, you know? And we're through like engineer, you can basically do anything you want, you know? So we're talking about ambient, such as like Joji, for example. When, when he makes songs and he sings, you're talking about more like mellow, nothing too too wild. Is that is that what you mean by ambient? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So ambient could be like Joji. Ambient is kind of like The weekend. his music's kind of ambient too. Okay. Travis Scott, his music's kind of ambient. Do you see what I'm saying? So nothing, As, nothing that's like X, basically, for example. No, his music's ambient too. Well, actually, yeah. I, when he screams at least is what I'm saying. Oh, well, no. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's very like upfront. Like, okay, okay, okay. Know, I like more like, I like R&B music, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I feel like that's, there's a market for that too. And what's weird is that there's a lot of artists that were kind of conquering not only a single uh, genre, they were conquering multiple genres and being successful at each and every single one of them. X yeah. is another example. So he was, he was doing what? Fucking, yeah, he did... Um, sad songs from like super hype songs to rap to you know why classic. i think he did that why to get attention he was the only one doing that though at the no, time but he did that on purpose because back then he didn't really have a fa like a access to a fancy studio or anything so he yeah. just recorded at home you know he didn't know how to record properly all he knew is how to distort his vocals so he was like you know what let me just distort this more from what i think he did you know because okay. it was a crazy sound like no one has heard of before. All this distorted, like, look at me type sound, you know? Mm. Like him screaming, yelling in the mic. Everything's so super loud. It sounds dirty, distorted. Obnoxiously loud. You know? To the and point he, that it's good. It's it's actually enjoyable to listen to. I mean, I, I've listened to him a, a long time ago as well. And I used to listen to him, you know, when I was, uh, years ago, we are talking. And yeah. it was very good. He was actually one of my favorite artists, even though. And here's the thing. When you like an artist, you like all their music. It doesn't matter if they, if they push out some shitty ass song. 
you're gonna like it like 90 percent of the, unless it's yeah. drake's last album we're not gonna talk about that but <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of music where it's just it's it's the artist the artist is the face yeah and they brand themselves as themselves for sure yeah so that, that's something we can even we can even get into as well um back to your to your very creative story because i I'm, i mark you like i said when i when i tell my friends about you i call you a, basically a genius almost you've you've <laughs> yeah. done shit that that you would only find in like in like uh, fucking rare ass books that uh, basically nobody talks about them yeah um one example that we can use is when you use just a camera to walk in you never advertise yourself as a as a musician you were able to to meet up with with a bunch of artists um who were you able to to kind of hang out with at, at the time i mean so most recently uh this august i was invited to go on tour with uh taylor gang and basically i got to meet i got to meet Wiz khalifa i got to meet 24k golden logic was there dj drama was there there's actually a lot of people in atlanta zach afron was there i i'm I'm mad. You, I missed. I missed Zac Efron. Okay, okay. I was gonna say. I had to. St- I had why to was Zac Efron there? Bro, it's so funny. I I don't exactly know why. So he's at the show in Atlanta, and he's just there. Like he was just watching the show and was he friends it. with any of the any of the musicians? Bro, every, everyone knows Zac Efron. Of course, yeah, uh, Zac Efron, Efron, right? Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. There's a difference between between just an actual friend and somebody who you know through business, or somebody who's like, oh, fuck it. So from what I understood, and uh, what happened was. Zach Efron just walked into the backstage. <laughs> just, just right away. I think he walked into the backstage, and then like security stopped him. Of course. And like, hey, like, what are you doing? You know. So it's like I'm Zach Efron. He walked in. From my understanding, that's what happened. That's what. And I saw Zach Efron. They're like, hey, that's Zach Efron. Let him in. It's funny because because as a rich person, you get more free shit, even though you're fucking rich. It doesn't. That it makes no sense to me. But anywho, yeah. Yeah. So Zach Zach Efron was there. I, I'm mad I didn't get to meet him. Okay. Uh, anyway, Mafia was there. Um. Bro, there's literally so many people. Like, I met photographers that worked with, like, Drake and Lil Baby. Okay. Um, I met so many different producers, so many different artists, so many different songwriters. And none of them knew you were a producer. Well, no, for, for, I the, mean, for the most part, at least. But I'm no, saying, I mean, when, uh, first... when, they, when they first see me, they didn't really know me because I'm, I'm new, you know? Yeah. I'm, like, the new guy walking around. But it was, that's one thing I, like, I didn't understand until I was there. They treated me like family. Like, they treated, like, they really took care of me, you know? Even yeah. though, like, I... In a way, I was a stranger to them, just because I was a cool with uh, a couple people in the record label. Um, they just took care of me. They treated me like I was one of them, you know. Yeah. And like, it just felt nice, you know. Like, I came from nothing, and they actually like treat me like I, I know something. Like I can contribute in conversations. Whereas when I would talk to people here, um, around me, local artists, when I would give them advice, they'd be like, "No, you don't know what you're talking about." And then over there, some of the most successful people, like they would actually value what I would say and, and just talk to me, you know? Like, I remember when I was talking to Wiz, like I had a, we were talking about like working out and stuff. Okay. And he was telling me about like uh, how um, he, he, wanted, he wanted to go to the gym or whatever. No, no, no. He's bro. He's super fit. Is he? he works out every day. I don't know shit he does about like, what's going I don't know nothing about him. He does okay. like Muay Thai every day and stuff. Does he? But yeah, he was telling me like how he makes his like protein shakes. He likes, uh, he takes his like peanut butter protein. Okay. Because uh, he's, like, bulking right now, you know? Okay, okay. So, I mean, that was back then. I don't know if he's still bulking right now, but <laughs> it just these small things. Like, I was just chilling with them, you know? It's just cool. Like, it, it wasn't even on, like, music stuff. Yeah, You know, yeah. like, it was just chilling and hanging out, and I got to see another side of these people, like, regular people don't see, you know? And, and again, they're regular people, too. They're just regular they're people, just exactly. Regular people. And like, it was just like cool. you're talking to somebody who, like, you know their status, you know you know, you know know their, their background, but at the same time, you're talking to just a regular-ass person, having a regular-ass conversation. 
So there's, it's it's interesting. Only if you if you're if you're fanboying over it, but then you were you were cool. Obviously. No, for sure. That's one yeah. thing I did notice. I didn't realize how many people like fanboyed over these artists until I met like the artists. You know, people would like cry. They wouldn't know how to talk in front of these people. You know, like when they would meet like a Wiz or Logic or Golden. You know, and it was ridiculous. Like I I never I never knew until I saw it. You know, because that was my okay. first time really really seeing it in person. You know, uh-huh. and what I learned from them is these people these artists i met they've been doing it for a long time this is why they're there it's not like they got lucky no, you know no. they really worked like wiz he was an intern he was an intern at the studio in pittsburgh it's called id labs and basically like he just would get people stuff like he wasn't even doing engineering or anything like if the producer needed like food or he needed to smoke something or he he just needed water or something wiz would just go grab it and i guess in, in exchange like he would just record like at night, you know. Okay. Eventually, one of the producers and engineers heard like some of his songs. They liked him. They wanted to help him out, you know. Okay. And That's how he got into it. One of those songs became Black and Yellow, right? Okay. Okay. And now he's at where he's at, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of like time I'm skipping, but basically, like he started from nothing, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he's been doing it for so long, and through dropping albums and albums and albums that. I guess like people didn't really like, like I guess it didn't blow up to the extent he is now. Okay. He had a lot of music and he kept on making music, you know? So he had a lot of experience and he put his like 10,000 hours in way more than that, you know? Same thing with Logic. Logic's from around here. He's from Maryland. Logic's from, is from Maryland? Yeah, he's from Maryland. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, so that, so a lot of people around the DMV, they knew Logic. They're like, oh, okay, he drops mixtapes and stuff like that. Okay. And he's been dropping music for a while, like when we were in high school and stuff. That's when he was, like, bubbling up a little bit. Okay. And, yeah, bro, he was just, like, a DMV artist. Like, he wasn't that big. And then he kept on dropping and dropping. He started getting sound, like, globally. Like, people really, like, liked his sound, you know? Yeah. He kept on going and going. And then, eventually, one of his songs was that Suicide Hotline song. Mm. Okay. And that went diamond. He got an award for that. Shit. Because, uh, basically, that song was about, like, or that, like, uh, suicide like uh, that. that, like, commit suicide. Okay. It's because they, they don't feel like they have anyone to talk to and they can't talk to anyone. Okay. You know? So, and the song was basically, like, su- the suicide hotline number. So uh, then it's easy for people just to... Yeah, so basically, it, so like... It, was, it worked as, as, as marketing almost. Not marketing. I want to call it marketing, but it, it but yeah. exposure to that actual number. Yeah, so basically, like, what happened was, I don't know exactly <clears throat> the number, but... Um, increased the amount of people who felt like uh depressed to actually use the hotline and use the resource and actually talk to someone about it mm. you know so like he took his platform and used it for something completely different which is really cool you know okay like and what's crazy is all of these artists that i was around they were diamond you know yeah Wiz, obviously he's diamond he made that song with Ch- charlie poof see you again you know okay and being a diamond artist that's like just only like a handful yeah there's not that many diamond songs you know Kanye West, yeah. Drake, like some of the top of the top people. And then we have Golden. Golden, you know how old Golden is? He's how 21, old? bro. He's like 22, like our age. Jesus, okay. And literally like, yeah, I think Mood Swings is Diamond. Mood Swings is Diamond too. I might be okay. wrong, I don't know. But regardless, like it was charted like Billboard number one for a long time, you know? Shit. okay. And okay. it goes to show like if you put in the time and effort, um, it doesn't matter how many years you put in, it's a matter of, actual work you're doing you know and, and, and here's what i'm saying too there's a lot of 
uh, and I spoke about this on my last podcast too. There's a lot of uh, people who are just one day away from from blowing up. You yeah, never know. Maybe, maybe you're you're recording a song and you're not doing very very good at, at, at the song, and and one day you drop that song and yeah. then you get millions. You have no idea when that day is gonna fucking be. Right, you just sure. have to be there for the journey, no matter what, because you don't know. You, you generally don't know. So to to get that to get that break, I like to call it, a lot of artists get it. YouTubers do the same exact thing. Even anybody on social media gets a single break where they get one video that's popping, that's beyond famous, everybody listens to it, everybody loves it, and then that's kind of how they start to to build themselves up from, from that point forward. Honestly, um, the biggest thing I noticed and learned is the reason why, or I wouldn't say it's the main reason, but a reason why they were so, they're able to be so successful is their environments. And I feel like environments are so important because yep. if you're around the right people that are like-minded, like there's a saying, uh, you're, you become the people you're around, you yep, know? Yep, so yep. if you're around like-minded people, if you're around successful musicians, you're bound to become successful, right? Of course. If you're around uh, really wealthy people, you're going to become wealthy in a way. So l- you l- know? let me ask you a question. How do you get yourself around these successful people? Well, back before I even started working with like a bigger artist, I worked in Tyson's Corner. Okay. You know? yeah. And Tyson's Corner, like if people, if you don't know what Tyson's Corner is, it's kind of like the nice like uh it's like a nice like upscale area in virginia yep, and virginia yep. is already really nice you know so basically in tyson's corner they have like the really like high-end malls you know so back before i wanted to work in tyson's i was like wait where do like successful people go and go you know yep. well they have a lot of money so they're probably gonna go to the nice restaurants in tyson's they're probably gonna go b- spend a lot of money on clothes yeah yep. uh, obviously like you don't wealthy people don't have to spend money to be wealthy yep. however yep. Wealthy people, they're just around wealth, you know? So whether that's if you value nice food or you not value nice clothes or Tyson just has nice places like parks yeah. and stuff. You can yeah. walk around, you yeah. know, and, and there's like nice homes there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So regardless, like there's just you have to be someone to be there, you know, of course, of course. Or you need to know someone to be there. So I met a lot of people that dress like they are really wealthy. That's a... Uh, oh. uh, give that perception that and they nobody, are. nobody believes that these people that dress like they're wealthy are actually wealthy. Nobody oh, believes it. Nobody yeah, yeah. believes it. 100%. They're doing it for absolutely no reason. They're and, doing and, it for class. And, and they're working, exactly. They're working a regular ass nine to five fucking job dressed in all this quote, the quote unquote bling. All right. Yeah. And nobody is giving you validation for it. Nobody cares that you have a yeah, fucking no one really scarf cares. from Gucci. That's, that's fucking $900. Nobody cares. Genuinely. Yeah. Me personally, I don't like to spend money on, on anything that's useless. I like to spend money on things that are able to give me a return each and every single time. That's why I'm not fucking driving around and when rentals, rental cars or whatever, fucking yeah. high end luxury cars. Sure. I have friends who have luxury cars. I, I drive mm-hmm. around with them. I test drive them. I, I chill around with them and all that, but I just don't waste my money on useless ass shit. It's as simple as that. And, but yeah, that, that's what I noticed. Like people that are actually like super wealthy and successful, just walk around on like the most simple clothes. Like they're chilling. Like bro. just like Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is yeah. a prime example. This guy is wearing fucking basketball shorts, a regular ass shirt, <laughs> yeah. a stained shirt. Yeah, just walking around regularly. I wouldn't say stained shirt, but that's that's him. But normally, like they just wear like neat, like simple clothes, like yeah. clothes you can find yeah. at like Target. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. There's people that just literally don't care, and those are the people that are are actually being wealthy because it's not you can't just act like a rich person and be rich that's not what's going to happen you have to act like a rich person before they were rich in order to be rich it's more of like a mentality 
you know that's more like a mentality so back back to the to the question of of surrounding yourself with people how do you surround yourself with people who are who are either like-minded or people who are rich you have to you have to uh, basically change your mindset and be able to be rich before you are rich you have to be able to that's why i recommend meditating all the time 100 i recommend meditating because meditating allows you to live in a, in a reality that you do not that you are not currently in yeah for sure and some some ways i've noticed is is simply just by focusing on myself and by waking up at 6 a.m 5 a.m in the morning not even 6, yeah. 5 a.m in the morning going to the gym every single day meditating every single day talking to clients talking to people working on my business I automatically without even trying i started to meet new people yeah that were wealthy that had money you know that's right? another thing i would do so uh i go to a nice gym okay you know? yeah so, i've heard about that so okay that that's one thing like i found out like at first i was like damn it's kind of expensive but i started going and i started at first it's more motivating because everyone there like they're there to like actually like work out and like get fit and a lot of the people there they're like really physically they're like they're physically fit like they're, yeah, they look yeah. really good you know yep. and on top of that it's not it's not that just that like when you pull up there's so many nice cars and these people are like beyond wealthy you know they really care about their health of course so for wealthy people health is the number one like thing for them of course because what's the point of having all this money if you can't enjoy it you know exactly so exactly. because of that i met so many different people at my gym and like i was able to network with them and learn from them and like gain value from them and just being around like like I said, like the way I learned it, I kind of just absorb things. Yeah, so if I see yeah. someone talking, I see how they're walking and how they're behaving. Like I just learn from them, you know? The gym is the only place to have a casual conversation with high-end people. If, yeah, if you go anywhere else, if you go to a, to a, to a let's say a festival, a business festival where, yeah. where everyone is wearing suits and ties, you have to talk professional, you have to care about the words that you say. Over there, you could literally be yourself and if somebody fucks with you, they fuck with you. And that's it. They they could be they could have a lot of money and they could show you and teach you a lot of things. That's how I met a lot of the people that I know as well yeah. right now. And I'm advising a lot of these people as well to kind of follow their path. And I'm I'm, I'm trying to help them out as much as I can because they all have they have talents. There's a guy at my gym wakes up at four in the morning every single day. I don't yeah. understand how he does that personally. Right. <laughs> wakes up at four in the morning, goes to the gym. Yeah. Works out, brings a whole entire camera and stand with him, records himself working out. Yeah. focuses on a different body part every single day right goes back home edits that body part puts some crazy unique ass edits yeah, puts yeah. music onto it and and he just pushes it out and i'm like bro you have a camera you have a a, a very nice physique and yeah. you understand exactly what you're doing put some money on that you can literally sell that service you can create videos of people just like that and you can get some money off of that you have a very good talent put it to good use right right so there's a lot of people that 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 do have um uh talents and niches and all that things but there's a lot of people that just don't know how to use it yeah exactly they really don't know how to use it they're focusing on on things that they're not good at and they think they're stupid yeah when there's ten thousand other things that they're amazing at they're very good at and and they're sitting here focusing on one thing that's not working for them thinking that yeah. they're not good enough when there's a bunch of things that would work for them that they're not even focused on yeah so it's it all depends on on focusing on your strengths honestly nobody's good at everything nobody mm -hmm. and that's something that you've also done as well a lot especially you, you were telling me that you don't even you don't even like use the piano to create yeah. to create music I, I mean i'm learning still like it's not like i'm bad at the piano it's just not my strength you know yeah like i'm still i enjoy playing piano i i want to learn just i haven't had time you know okay so okay i try i try to Set aside like maybe 10 15 minutes every day just just touch to the, learn piano the piano and just uh build the muscle memory 
to okay. actually play piano. And then another point that I can even go into, um, in regards to, to muscle memory, if you do a single task every single day, yeah, you automatically it'll become. It takes fourteen days, they say, to to create a habit. So, for example, and it takes like thirty or forty days or whatever to to lose that habit. So, if you're doing something for two weeks straight, yeah, almost it'll become automatically a habit, and you will not be able to go on without it without without feeling some type of of. Uh, I thought it was like sixty something your, days to create a habit. Yeah, it was sixty. It takes, it takes less to create a habit than it takes to to forget a habit. I think I think sixty days is to forget a habit. Okay, maybe. And then it takes a much shorter amount of time. To, okay, to I, I see what you're saying. Habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, uh, that doesn't matter. Putting it doesn't yeah. matter. honestly it doesn't matter. Yeah. But putting yourself in a in a situation or in a in a in a standpoint that that will enable you to to correlate and and get in touch with people who are high end yeah. high value people per se right. is always going to be essential i'm on any other any other last uh last words any other advice to the people who want to kind of be in your shoes and 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 experience the things that you're experiencing go ahead so basically like this is probably like the best thing i've learned so regardless of what people tell you the way humans learn is through our own mistakes right Try so like yep. we have to yep. someone can tell me like a hundred times oh do it do this or do this or do that and you'll be successful but at the end of the day like there's this like innate things to humans at least with me like unless i don't mess up and fail in something i believe in then it doesn't like fulfill me if that right, makes sense right, like right. I, it doesn't it doesn't i don't feel satisfied you know of course so whether that's me taking a jump into music or going into whatever aspect or any field I want. Mm -hmm. Like if I feel really strongly about something, regardless of what people tell me, Oh, like you're not suited for this or you're better off doing this or you, you know, like I, since I feel a certain type of way, I have to do it. You know, words are very important too. Exactly. Words are extremely important. If, if somebody, for example, there's there's a, a, f a few amount of words that I never use. One of them is tired. One of them is exhausted. One of them is the word, uh, or even sentences, full on sentences. If somebody is in front of me telling me, oh, I don't have respect for myself. I don't do this. I will I will automatically exit out the room and not be in the same room as them. Because yeah. I will start, you will start to believe what other people believe in themselves. Exactly. So, so once, you, once, you're, once you become uh, accustomed and vulnerable to that side of people, yeah. you start to become... Uh, you start to think more like them, more or less. Right. So that's something I, I try to to get away from. That's why I'm very secluded in regards to the people that I that I put yeah, myself 100%. around. Extremely secluded. But very good advice. It was it was very amazing actually having you on the on the podcast. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for for joining the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Of course. Of course.